welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is The Campaigns, Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, episode number 12, Rhetorical Question. At the end of our last episode, Malvina, the half-orc ninja, had taken the PCs down to the secret lair of the Shadow Bats in the uh, undercity of Mayhold, and they learned that the Shadow Bats, under her leadership, may not really want to try to find Cornelius, as they want to make sure that he's dead. So we pick up this episode with the characters all heading back to the graveyard and the mausoleum of Cornelius. Now that they have their chuck key in hand, they think that it might open something. And we will see if they are correct in Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, Episode 12, Rhetorical Question. Malvina then took you all to the Shadow Bats hidden lair in the undercity of Mayhold, where you learn that Werner, the former leader of the Shadow Bat organization and a one-time rival of Corbin, is basically going through some enhanced interrogation techniques and is currently uh, tied to a chair with a bag over his head. He is the one that brought to light that Malvina's goal in this situation is not necessarily to rescue Cornelius, if he is still alive, but to make sure that he's dead, because apparently the Lich King is after him, and that's why all these undead are floating around, and the Orc Lord does not want the Lich King to get what the Lich King wants, and he's fine with breaking the toy so no one gets to play with it. And that's pretty much where we left off. I think, if I remember correctly, you guys were going to go to the cemetery again, that was uh, sort of the last thing on the list, or the next thing on the list was to go to the cemetery and reinspect the mausoleum. Back to the ghouls. So, is there? A, so, did I miss anything important, or is there something else you guys were going to do that I missed? No, I think you got it. Yeah. So, Malvina selects two of her Shadowbat trainees, I guess, uh, soldiers, uh, ninjas in training, to accompany you, and then she leads you Ninja Turtle style out of the lower city into a sewer. You guys pop up. Means we have a big, unstealthy van. <laughs> no, it's not bright yellow. We drive through the city in it. Not quite that bad. So you you pop up out of a sewer grate. You she can't get you all the way to the uh, the graveyard, but she can get you kind of close. So you're still going to have to go through some of the city. And I, if I remember the timing correct, you guys did rest a little bit, but it is, so it's probably like ten o'clock in the morning. You guys got enough rest that you're not fatigued or anything but you didn't get a, a full night's rest either i think we're all jumped up on the adrenaline of actually winning one <laughs> that's true that was a pretty battle. crazy battle you also took maya back to the lazy chimera that was another thing that we left off so she is in the uh the good hands of archie the dwarf who's going to take care of her so the first thing that you notice when you pop up out of the sewers is that there aren't nearly as many people in the streets as you would expect, which is probably a good thing because with Ravage and Malvina walking through the city, you guys stand out like two half orcs walking through a city. Uh, there's there's really Big no there's no subtlety to what's going on. So the people that you do see are not looking at you any any more oddly than they would look at you because there's two half orcs. So they're not like throwing you furtive glances or. Or anything like that. There's just not as many people as you would expect to have at 10 o'clock in the morning in a city this size. And it's just it's just odd enough that you would notice it. Uh, otherwise, 
things go as pretty much as normal. You guys try your best to sneak from you know alleyway to alleyway. You're not being too super obvious. And after a few moments, so it's probably around 11 a.m., you uh, manage to get to the outskirts of the city where you can see the graveyard in front of you. And the first thing you notice there is that there are guardsmen that are guarding the gate entry into the graveyard. Now, they're not lined up like a picket line surrounding it, but there are two or three, actually there's three guards at the main gate. So unless you would like to kill them, sneak in another way, or go around and look for another entrance, uh, you're not going to be able to get in without them seeing you. So what would you guys like to do? Well, I mean, we grew, at least Corbin grew up in this town. Uh, this, do I know of uh, another gate or another entryway, maybe around the side or around the back, like a, a caretaker's entrance or where they run in the cart with all the bodies? Well, this is the, the main entrance that leads directly out from the city. You know that there are at least two, maybe three other entrances that spread out because it's a pretty large cemetery that's spread out. So if you were to walk around, you very easily could find another entrance, whether it's guarded or not, you won't know. Uh, also, it's it's only like a, a low wall. So, I mean, you could go 40, 50 feet in one direction and possibly jump over without being seen. But if you walk up to the front gate, you're going to be challenged by guards. Now, you know that there is a conspiracy within the guards, but you don't know if it's every guard or certain guards. So it's entirely possible that uh, they would just let you in. I was going to suggest fastball special, but I'm okay with looking for another egress. I'm, I'm going to vote for staying on the ground and playing it smart this time. So uh, I default to somebody else. I mean, that doesn't sound like us. Not at all. <laughs> I think we should start an elaborate tunnel. We're going to dig it. Taking shifts, so only one of us is digging while the rest of us are out for a beer. Hey, <laughs> I like this plan. In in our group, a dynamic, unexpected plan is to do the smart, intelligent thing. <laughs> That's so I'm going to throw these bad guys for a loop and walk around the corner. Actually, oh, and here I thought you were going to try and disguise yourself as a guard and give an elaborate bluff to them. Hey, right? Cor Corbin, roll me a perception check. Oh, motherfucker. Okay, Shaggy, but I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I can see where I'm walking. Now, you uh, you actually can hear the, the wind carries just right. One of the guards looks at the other guard and says, really, we're just going to stand here? We're not going to, like, guard the other entrances? And the other guard goes, no, they're stupid. They'll come right here. <laughs> wow, if that wasn't a flashing GM sign. Actually, that was just a joke. It took a long time to get there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. One of those jokes that needed to be explained. Gotcha. The, be the best kind, actually. Those are the best jokes, the ones that you have to explain. All right. Let's, di let's diagram that sentence <laughs> and, uh, and see where we missed the humor. No, fuck it. I'm going to walk around the corner. All right. I choose not to split the party and try and walk around the other corner. <laughs> I choose to follow Corbin in a very inconspicuous way. Two-pronged attack. Okay. So you guys managed to... It's not that hard. You you just walk away from the way that you were going, um, get far enough away that you're out of line of sight. You can dash across and get up against the wall. And it's like a four to five foot stone wall. It's got some ivy and stuff that grows up around it, kind of decorative. But nothing you couldn't hop over, you know, not even on a dex check. You can just jump over it if you want to. I do. Okay. Wait, so how many wait, traps does he I get? look at what's on the ground before I land. <laughs> Damn it! 
for some reason, there's a board with nails sticking up. It doesn't make any sense for it to be there, but it is. There's there's a, a, a spike trap that comes up from a hut that is five feet off the ground. That is correct. No reason. So you uh, you jump over, you land. Do go ahead and give me a, an, a, an actual perception check at this point. Will any of my uh, training of being on the streets help me out in being observant? Mm, no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I uh, I see where I landed. Okay. And that's pretty much it. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. Uh, nothing catches your eye, but you also don't see any guards rushing at you with swords out. So it appears that you were not noticed as you jumped over the fence. Or wall, I should say. I wait for everyone else to jump over with me. I do so. All right, Thidel, you managed to scramble over. Go ahead and roll me a uh, perception check. Ravage, are you going to join them? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going over. Okay. So go ahead and uh, roll me a perception check as well. Boom goes the dynamite. I perceived. The, the mask is very dark. <laughs> Perhaps it's just because of the height advantage, because you're a good foot and a half taller than everyone, and you have a different angle. Uh, but you do see what appears to be guards that are patrolling the cemetery. They're not near you, but you see two figures sort of walking in uniform step quite a ways away. Uh, you get the feeling that there are multiple guards patrolling the cemetery, but again, you don't think that you have been seen. You also notice that there seems to be a number of freshly dug graves around the area that you're out that you're at. Uh, are we anywhere near where uh, Cornelius's mausoleum was? You're not far from it. Uh, imagine the cemetery is uh, broken into like four quadrants. You are one quadrant away. So you will have to move through the cemetery. You will have to avoid at least one patrol of guards to get there undetected. Did uh, the ninjas jump over with us? If you want them to, they will join you. Otherwise, they will stay back and uh, be um, cavalry if you were to need it. How far <laughs> away? W- how far away would we be if we go over to the mausoleum from the wall? Are we talking a half mile? Are we talking? No, no, no. Yeah, let's leave them there so we don't have too many people sneaking across. And uh, is, we'll... is this just an elaborate joke against my in ha- my house ruled sneaking rules? <laughs> don't want to bring more people even though they're the best sneakers of the group they'll just make us fail harder <laughs> nice um i am gonna go ahead i'll uh corbin will lean back uh well wait i i take that back did uh did the only one of us in the group who saw the guards point them out for us if... <laughs> <laughs> looking at you there scott I didn't see no, him. no, no! It was, it was Matt Ravage who oh, saw it. Oh, Matt! Him. Oh, I right. definitely pointed him out. Hey, I'm short and it's dark in this mask. I didn't <laughs> see a thing. Hey, there's some guys over there. I didn't even see the board with nails in it. What's this in my foot? Ow! You have lockjaw. Keep walking. Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some guards over in that yonder region. A gander. Be careful. All right, with him pointing them out, you can see it, it appears that they are walking. There's like there's you know a couple paths that run through the graveyard. Uh, they're just kind of following along one of them, so it's going to meander one way and then the other, and they currently appear to be going away from you. So as best as you can tell, it would be clear. It's like this a moment. sprinkler. Now's our chance before they go all the way back around. Correct. Yeah, Corbin will Corbin will duck down behind a, a gravestone, whisper. All right, uh, let's go over to uh, the mausoleum. Try to be sneaky. All right. And proceed to sneak. 
So you guys spend a few minutes. It's kind of slow going because you're having to move from uh, from headstone to headstone. And drag the barbarian. You uh, you keep him as, as best you can down. And it, it becomes apparent to you that there are a vast number, actually, of newly dug graves. Probably 30% of the graveyard seems to be freshly dug. There's nothing that... I mean, you guys were only out of commission for several hours. You haven't been here for a while, but you don't know of that many deaths that would have caused that, but there's definitely been a lot of holes dug. Doesn't that mean that they they weren't... So they obviously weren't dug by the union diggers in this city. We know that. They were dug from the inside out. Um, Roll me a wisdom check. Can I add urban bounty hunter bonus because I know about the unions in this town? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Great justification. Oh! Whoa! Nice. Those union reps help. <laughs> I, I know approved labor when I see it, and this ain't approved labor. <laughs> Actually, you are correct that at least the, the, the graves that you see close up appear to have been dug out of, not into. I point this out to my colleagues, my esteemed companions. Oh, shit. Yeah. So 30% of the dead people in this cemetery are no longer sleeping in the ground. By your best guess. And and it's a big cemetery. Yeah, it is a big cemetery. Well, let's, let's get awesome. where we're going and get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. All right, so you continue to move. There, there's another patrol of guards. Would you guys like to try to... You can, If you just stay where you're at, you don't think they're going to see you. Do you just want to let them walk on, or do you want to try to take them out? No taking out. Yeah, that's vote, too many opportunities to roll ones. <laughs> I, I vote for letting them walk okay. by. Did Movina come with us, or did she stay outside? No, she stayed outside as well. So gotcha. th- they're the cavalry. When they hear your thunderclap turn into a goat's mew, that, that's when they'll come running. I'm glad you say when, not if. <laughs> exactly. Now you did take your hit points, right, Matthew? Because that may become important later. Yes. Oh, excellent. So you make you continue to make your way through the graveyard. It takes you, you know, again another half hour. Or so it's om- almost noon. When you finally come upon the mausoleum, there's that pond that, remember, that was really close by where the ghouls had had came out of prior. You're actually on the opposite side of it. I mean, it's not that big. You could walk around it. It'll add a little bit of time unless you guys did want to go through it. We're not in a rush. I want to walk around the pond. I have vivid, painful smell memories of he was right in my face. It, really. Its genitals had decayed off, so. Go ahead and roll me a uh, perception check again, please. Bam! Wow! Okay, I call it right now. Thidel's going to die because that's two good rolls in a row for spot checks, so he's screwed when it comes to combat. It's over. Done. My scars on my chest start to itch as we get closer to the pond. Corbin didn't get to experience that, so he doesn't know why you two are freaking out so much. Yeah. Why we're having PTSD episodes. Yes. Fidel would be twitchy if she didn't have that mask on. Ravage is straight up fits in. Like, <laughs> so, twitching. Uh, and so, Fidel, you do notice that a um, couple things, actually. One, there seems to be a lot of sort of gouge marks at the edge of the pond, as if a large number of people have been in and out of the water recently. And you also notice that the, the the pond seems to have a bit of a ripple to it. And it's a it's a pretty small pond. There really is no reason for the turbulence that you are seeing from the water. 
as as we're very stealthily walking wide around the pond, I'll say, I'll whisper to my companions, I'll say, I think I found all the undead. And kind of jerk my mask pondward. Why don't you just make it into an arrow so you don't have to jerk at all? Because I don't control it. It makes its own little facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be awesome at sign language. <laughs> <laughs> you you have like the Star Wars crawl just going going up your mask. As is when I when I say bad jokes, it makes a frowny face, right? This, <laughs> this is what the mask does. Uh uh wow. I'm gonna raise my eyebrows and let my eyes grow wide in apprehension and understanding and go Okay. Did anyone else bring a potion of underwater action? I was going to say fire doesn't hurt the water, but that's because I'm dumb. <laughs> I wonder if your dagger of water or something would be handy in this situation. Maybe. I don't I know if you might have exactly the right tool to solve this problem. Tell you what, you chuck it in the water <laughs> and we're going to continue to sneak around the river. If you, you lose your priceless dagger <laughs> artifact to the middle of the zombie horde, it was worth a shot. Yeah. Um, maybe, then maybe then maybe Michael will dote on somebody else for, for a change. No, I think I'm going to stay away from the scary water for right now. Oh, the water's <laughs> not scary. The monsters inside are. Besides, you have a thrown weapon skill. It's like a 30-foot range. You're fine. You've thrown water balloons before. It's similar. Oh, okay. Well, you that, yeah. Your dagger I, does splash I, damage. It's kind of cool like that. Either that or try to make a whirlpool in the in the <laughs> pond and see if you just make a twister and suck the undead out to sea. Oh shit, it's, ah. it's not Sharknado, it's Zombnado. <laughs> Coming soon to the spellbook near you, Ghoulnado. The Reckoning. Oh god. I quit oh, this game. God. Okay, so you managed to circumvent the pond. If there is, and I'll, it's a big if, if that pond is full of undead, I don't know what's giving you that indication. Uh, nothing comes from it. As you make your way to the mausoleum, you are now at it. You still do not think that you have been seen. Good uh, job, team. Corbin will start uh, searching around the outside of the mausoleum. Good point. If... You search the outside, I'll search the inside. Okay. I was uh, going to say, is there any evidence of that fight that we re- that we had recently outside of this same mausoleum? Uh, yes. There, I mean, this, I think, in game turns has been like two and a half, maybe three days ago. Um, so it's not been super recent like it wasn't last night. So there are still probably spots of blood. There might be like a broken arrow shaft uh, nearby. So you can definitely tell that the battle did happen here, but there are no actual bodies or anything like that. All right. Uh, Corbin, go ahead and give me a uh, search check. And uh, if you guys remember, this mausoleum actually doesn't have an entrance. That was the, one of the things that you found last time. There, there was no actual doors. It's just almost like a big granite box with no... Like some sort of monolith? Yeah, very similar to that. But it's, it's not as tall as it is, like, wide. And, well, this know, time we're not looking for a door. We're looking for a socket or keyhole, right? Correct. My, my goal here is to specifically look for something that I might remember from my training with Cornelius uh, and my thievery training with him. Or, or just something that I can kind of spot that might go along with the uh, the sockety thingy I found. Okay. So I, I'm thinking I can use my uh, can I use my intelligence for this and my thievery. Sure. All right. 
With Thydell and Ravage, are you guys going to assist in any way? Are you going to be watching out for... I'm, I'm going to assist by by having my back toward Caleb the whole time, basically back-to-back -back with him, and watching everything <laughs> that isn't the mausoleum like we totally failed to do last time, so we're not eaten by ghouls this time. All right, Ravage, what are you doing while this is going on? I'm going to keep watch as well. I was at first going to, like, help him, but I think keeping watch is better because we have a thief looking for a keyhole, and that's kind of his thing. Okay. And the thief did very well on his role, by the way. So you spend some time the outside, and the carving is, is very nice. Like, it is, this is a very well-made, constructed granite box. The, there is most of the... Union work. Most of the uh, artwork that you see carved in is, like, nature scenes. So there's like uh, mountains and trees and rivers and that kind of thing, which doesn't really fit what you know about Cornelius. It's not, you know, antithesis to, to him, but it, it wouldn't have been your first thought. But it does fit sort of the pastoral theme of the graveyard. You do not find a cog or other keyhole, but what you do notice is that on the far side, there is a really detailed vine that is really prominently carved and it starts at the bottom and it appears to be growing up the side of the it's not growing up it looks like it's growing up because it's actually carved but it goes all the way up and you actually can tell that it doesn't stop at the top you have a feeling that the carving actually continues on on the physical top of the mausoleum oh fastball special does this vine look especially climbable? No, no. Just uh, very detailed. Oh. Is how tall is the mausoleum? It's only like eight feet. Uh, are are there is there an inscription with a letter X misspelled <laughs> that I can push on? No. Dublix. Well, someone send the wizard to fight the, the horde then and get the fighter over here to solve this puzzle. Um, if it's only about uh, if it's only about eight feet tall, I will try to clamber up quietly and quickly. Okay. Get a boost from the the barbarian. Yeah. I'll keep watch. All right, uh, Scott, roll me a perception check. Big bucks, no whammies. Hey! All right. All my good rolls on perception. Yeah, today. you. This is getting worse by the moment. So. You uh, so uh, Ravage gives uh, Corbin a hand up. Corbin disappears on top of the uh, the monolith and uh, or the mausoleum, I should say. And then you see two guards that are continuing their circuit, and they appear to be walking very very close toward you, following the trail of following the path. So unless you find a place to hide, there's really not anywhere like you're going to be seen. Like there's. You're going to have to do something to conceal yourself. I'll hide in the water. Oh, wait. I uh, go, don't look now, but look now, guards. <laughs> My esteemed colleague. And uh, is, is there anywhere to hide nearby aside from the top of the mausoleum? You could try to put yourself, like put the mausoleum between you and, and the guards. Like just basically do like the old Three Stooges kind of routine where you just stay on the opposite side. Or you would have to leave the mausoleum far enough away to get behind like some rocks or trees. But but where you're at, pretty much the only thing you have to hide yourself is the mausoleum itself. Well, splitting the party sounds bad, and they won't be expecting people on rooftops because uh, they know how bad we are at that. So I I suggest uh, 
I suggest Ravage boosts me up and then Corbin and I lift him. I agree to this plan. So go ahead and give me a, um, you guys can get up there no problem, but go ahead and give me basically like a hide check to see how well you can, because there's three of you up there and it's not that big. So there's, it's, you know, it's going to be a little tight. It's hide dex based. Um, yeah, basically it'd be like a stealth check essentially. And I'll roll a perception for our two guards and see uh, if they see you or not. Am I doing this as well? Yes, because you're up there. Um, and now you have Ravage and Thidel next to you. Here we go. Three chances to fail. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. Three wow. chances to fail, and we all rolled the same thing. Is the DC 16? Well, it's apparently... What's a DC? Lower than that, or these guys are really good at pretending not to see things. Because they walk really close up to the mausoleum and then continue walking. So as far or as Or maybe know, when I said hit the deck, they didn't hear me. <laughs> they, the other one thought the other one said it. Both of them thought the other guy was like, that's a weird thing for you to say right now. Okay. Hit what deck? That's so, not my wife's name. Uh, while you're up on top, you notice now, Corbin, that on each of the four sides of the mausoleum, there was a vine carving. You just didn't quite see the others. They weren't as prominent to you. Uh, so each wall of vine has come up. It's the only thing carved on top. It's carved directly to the center, and then all the vines sort of wrap around together. And there's a, there's a circular area in between them, but it appears to be solid. Appears. I would like to... Roll to disbelieve. Care, carefully check out uh, this meeting point of uh, of the vines. Maybe poke at it gently. See what my uh, thievy skills can help me out with here. Right, give me a thievy, thievy skills check. With uh, dexterity as I'm trying to do this very, very carefully. Okay. So after some brief experimentation you see that on a couple of the vines, the leaves are actually buttons that can be depressed. And after some experimentation, there's a, there's a low sort of popping sound and almost like a cork, the center pop pops up, revealing what appears to be a receptacle that your key would fit into perfectly. Ooh, I lick it first. That's what she said. Gonna... Wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that works. Yeah, that does yeah. work. I'm going to. I want to take a quick look around to see if the guards are anywhere near us right now. Okay, uh, you do not see any of them. Even if they were, would it be better to wait to open up the chest we can hide into and stay out in the? Well, I I just don't know if it's going to be super noisy, and if they're oh. nearby, they might come over. Good point. Um, we assume it's a door. It could be the self destruct. <laughs> All right. This is why I you will... and I are the bruisers, Fidel. I will uh, I will slot the key crank thingamajig into the slot. Okay. And God, there's no way to say that without uh, <laughs> that sounding t- pretty dirty. I'm aroused. I'll put Good. that Better crank slot. in the slot and start turning. Okay. So <laughs> you you slot it into the slot. It's it's a wow. tight fit, and you you kind of have to wiggle the shaft a little. I I take it out and spit on it. Okay. There you go. I'm taking a bathroom break. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dirty. Oh, you should. I, I feel so dirty. But eventually you just ram it 
in and it wow. <laughs> and it just sinks all the way in. It's it fits very nicely. To the hilt. To the hilt. Balls deep, some might say. <laughs> there oh, actually God. are no balls. It's just a shaft. Okay. But it yes, it fits in perfectly. After a very brief experimentation, you see that it only turns one way initially. But once you've turned it that way, it will then turn the other way back the same distance. So if you go like two half turns, you can turn it back two half turns. So you get the idea that this is some sort of big large screw mechanism. Are you going to screw it? Wow. How old is it? Okay. So what you notice is that nothing seems to be happening. You are... <laughs> I take it out to dinner first. So let's take it out to dinner. <laughs> An expensive seafood dinner, damn you. I actually didn't mean that one. But you are turning this crank for several minutes. And you can wow. you can tell that it's doing something, but there's no... Is it draining the pond? Roll me perception check. Oh, shit. It's almost like I have backdoor access to your computer, pun intended, and I've read your notes, and I'm really just reciting off of them as though <laughs> I were really some just, sort of spy. You're really just fucking with all of us. Oh, yeah. Roll. <laughs> the combat rolls return. You, uh, you don't notice anything about the water when you look. So, no, you're not sure if that's doing anything. Like you, You're like, hey, I got an idea. No, that, that doesn't seem right. So, Corbin, what would you like to do? So there, there is mobility in this device, but I, I see nothing immediately in front of me moving on the roof. Correct. You don't notice anything changing with the efforts that you're making. Okay. Um, glancing down at the vines that were carved onto the roof that came up, yep. is there any change in that itself, in those vines? Not that you see. All right. Are, are, are the guards clear? Can one of us peek over the edge and see if the walls are one of the walls is moving up as an entrance? Uh, at the moment, the guards do do not you do not see any of the guards. So yeah, you could peek over. All right, barbarian, hold on to my belt. You got it. <laughs> hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me light these fireworks. We can see better. All right, no, uh, you do not see any change to any of the sides of the mausoleum either. Can I ask someone else to look at the water? Uh, I was gonna say sure. Um, can, can I... Or do we have to wait twenty minutes for somebody else to get a check while we screw and unscrew this bad date? <laughs> well, while when they look at you, your mask looks like water, and they're just like, "Oh, <laughs> wait, yeah." Yes, gonna... the mask knew I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you check hmm. your watch for the time, and then you have to look again two minutes later because you weren't paying attention when you looked. The yes, first time. it happens to me all the time. Except I don't wear a watch anymore because we all have phones. Okay, so Corbin is too busy looking at the vines. He has no, he doesn't even realize there is water nearby. I would like to be perceptive. One of us better be. Moment to shine, Ravage. Here we go. It's just you and the die. You can Come do on, it. fail forward. Come on. Yeah. Ravage notices that there appears to be a metallic spire starting to raise out of the center of the pond. It's only about the a center. foot out of the water so far. It's kind of hard to see because it's dark and it's barely out. But yeah, there's something coming up out of the water. Does it okay, can like... I can I coach him through the uh, the uh, cranking then by by looking gauging what I'm what I'm by seeing. talking to him about how hard and wet it is. 
Yeah, like like oh, we're almost there. Oh, almost there. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. One more time. Don't stop. Don't stop. I'm here. Don't stop. I'm here. I'm here. Oh. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to do that, I don't know that it will Corbin help. Has officially committed suicide. <laughs> Okay, it's a five down ravage. Da, 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 da. Let's burn down the town. <laughs> sure, this town. We'll go start a better one with hookers and blackjack. <laughs> Forget the blackjack. <laughs> uh, too much effort. Okay. So, what would you like to do? Well, what what does this look like? Does it look like stairs? Does it look like... No, I mean, I'm point, hoping it's a lightning rod at this that point, will kill it, it, everything in the pond. It's way too small. It, it literally looks like almost like a pencil coming up out of the water. It's very hard to tell. So, it, like, so you like got, a lightning rod? Like, kind of like a lightning rod, yeah. Alright, I'm going to huh. go back to the crank and, and keep working on it. Okay. So now that you've noticed this, yes, as you crank there is a small but perceptible change as this thing continues to rise. It comes up, so it's now out of the water about a foot, and it continues to get wider at the bottom. So it's like a very sharp point. Uh, it comes down, so it's about a foot wide now that you can see, and then it appears to be going straight down after that. You continue to crank, and now it's actually starting to get kind of hard. One, you're getting tired, and two, there's a lot more resistance to it than before. But you're able to manage... I'll offer to, to spell them off. Okay, that'll, that'll work. I mean, he could do it, but he will be getting tired. So you take over, you start to do the cranking. The, it's whatever I just this, keep using my right hand. Whatever I mean. this thing is continues to rise. It goes up about another two feet. And then, so the column comes down and then it spreads out again. And it actually, it kind of looks like the top of like a gazebo. Like if you had to guess. It continues to rise. Water now starts to start to pour out of it. And that's when you notice that there's a large number of human being type creatures that apparently are holding on to it as it's rising up out of the water it continues to rise until this thing which does look a lot like a gazebo but it's encased in stone except for one way that's like a doorway so basically you would walk up to it almost like a door that you would go into this thing and there's probably half a dozen ghouls maybe 15 zombies that are just beating on it and continuing as if they're trying to break into this thing as they were doing while it was underwater. Wait, 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 back up. Gotcha. So we're, we're cranking this gazebo type thing out of this pond. Yes. There's an outside door and they're on this platform that is being raised. There are ghouls and they are trying to get into this building. Yes. They, they are basically just, eternally clawing and punching and stabbing, biting, kicking, punching. They, You get the feeling they've been trying to break into this thing for a very long time, but they're not making a lot of progress. Because it probably has DR-20. All right. Can we, is, it, is it all the way up? Yes. As it, at this point, it's as high up. It, like, there's like a little, almost like, kunk, and it sort of locks into place. Does, does it have a bridge or ramp to the shore? There, There is enough of a, like you'd have to do like a small half jump to get over to it. But again, there's about five ghouls and six zombies in the Are way. these five ghouls and six zombies who can't climb sheer marble walls within longbow range? Uh, yes. 
Well, I what, suggest that what Whiff and I take the next range? 20 minutes to kill them all. doesn't matter how often I miss, right? Well, one, how many arrows do you have? Oh, ammunition tracking. A thousand. Okay. Then yes, they're dead. <laughs> um, do, can I have one I... misfilled day's supply, so maybe 60. Okay. Can I perceive what this uh, gazebo might be made of? It appears to be stone. Damn. Can we tell from here if it's Union craft or Dwarven craft stone? You can't tell from here, but it is very finely made. So it could be a Dwarven Union. Yeah, alright. Well, I'll take my 60 arrows and start whiffing away without a better idea. Okay, um, you plug away. The ghouls seem to have enough intelligence that when they notice that you're firing, they jump into the water and disappear. The zombies are mindless, and they continue to try to pound onto the thing, and you're able to essentially take them out. However, all this random firing has brought the attention of guards that are now running towards you with their swords out. Arrows are quiet! Damn. Although raising a giant shaft out of the water might have gotten their attention. Yeah, at some point. So there are two guards that are rushing toward you, and uh, they're yelling, but they don't seem to be yelling at you as much as they're yelling, It's up! It's up! Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, we brought the Viagra. Uh, blue pills. How close are these two guards? I'm going to say they're about 40 yards at this point. So we'll go ahead and roll initiative. Ah. Woo! Ooh, I have a lot of that. Is this going to be another one of those where you make us roll initiative and then joke's on us, they were on our side the whole time after <laughs> they're dead? Well, you know, uh, if you choose not to roll initiative and let them go first, we could find out really fast. Wow. We're so going far, first. With the quantum rolling. Um, I get to roll twice. Look at you and your twin linked initiative. Oh, I choose the second one. Uh, are you sure you want to choose the second one? It's only a 25. No, I'm, I'm going to go with the two. Okay, good. I, the good to the left. It's my lucky number. Two, two means I go first. Because two is the best. So we have Corbin at a 25, the guardsman at a 12. Matthew at a 22, and Scott at a 20. Damn. And then the things you don't know about are there. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Corbin, you are first to go. There are two guardsmen that are running towards you, yelling out very loudly, It's raised! It's raised! And um, what would you like to do? I am going to... I'm going to stand up and motion towards the ninjas. Hey! Uh, hey, come here! Come here! Hey! Come here. And, uh, and, uh, I'm gonna try to jump down. Alrighty. Really? The only advantage we've had is, is that we're away from melee range and you're gonna throw that away. So yes, are you gonna, are you gonna jump on down on the side the guards are at or the opposite side where the water raised gazebo ghoul zombie army is? Definitely that side. How many, how, there were was, there was skeletons over there, right? Or no, zombies, you said. There are zombies. Those are pretty much all taken out, but there were still six ghouls that jumped back the into the water. The aqua ghouls are still uh, incommunicado. Aqua ghouls. I'm going to jump down on the side where the guards are coming from. Okay. All right, you can, you can still take an action. You waved over to where Malvina and the ninja were. You didn't see them, and they didn't respond. Good. Eh, okay. <laughs> they ditched uh, us. Dicks. <laughs> 
All right, I, I wanna... should, should remember, as a PC, you don't let an NPC out of your sight for five minutes, or else they get kidnapped and held hostage, or they change sides, or something. Or die. Right? Or die. Or stop loving you. Die and then people. come back from the dead and then attack you as an aqua ghoul. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna jump down, kind of land, go land in a crouch, and um, have my magical dagger drawn. Wait, are, are you gonna tell me you're not gonna take this opportunity to do a ninja roll? Because anytime you jump from something approximately eight feet in the ground, you it's like a rule. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna claim the uh, Captain Kirk rule. I'm gonna do a ninja roll. Uh, hopefully, tear my shirt a little bit, and uh, I'll help you with that. Thank you. Appreciate. Is that it. why you ignore your girlfriend, Captain Kirk rule? <laughs> There's green aliens around. Hell yeah. They're ghouls. That's gross. Oh damn it. There's uh, no aliens yet, Caleb. Yet. Oh, that's right. We haven't we haven't unlocked the time travel. Yeah. Oh. Or oh, that might just be that might be what we just cranked out of the Indeed. the goddamn pond. So. Yeah, that's right. Look yeah. for a flux capacitor. <laughs> Congratulations. We're all now playing D20 Modern. Well, right. hey, that's a great hey, game. Ravage can bring Ravage can bring the lightning, which we need to get the 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We don't need him. We don't need a Mister Fusion. Although you gotta crank pretty fast to get that thing going eighty-eight miles an hour. <laughs> no, we just need the gigawatts. We don't need the eighty-eight. Yeah, we just need roads. We don't need roads. Roads. We don't need roads. It's a freaking so gazebo. It's a flying stone spire gazebo. Yes. It's Shut like the it's the uh, elevator from uh, Charlie Ch- uh, the Chocolate Factory. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin and the Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're changing the name of the campaign. It's no longer Secret Lies and Undead. It's Charlie Chapton. Charlie Chapton is not the living zombies. We we are kickstarting that movie right the fuck now. Okay, so Captain Kirk, Ninja Roll, what would you like to do? You can come up uh, sword drawn, or I'll let you fling a dagger, or or otherwise look cool. No, I'm going to have my magic dagger drawn, uh, but I'm not going to take an attack action. I will hold... Until uh, they come closer, okay, to see if they are antagonistic towards me. All right, Ravage, you see uh, uh, that happen. Uh, he jumped toward you. Toward you. Corbin jumped toward the guards. Yes. Yes. Uh, how far are the uh, ghoul? No, the ghouls are all underwater. How far are the zombies from the mausoleum? Well, all the zombies that you know of are filled with arrows and have fallen into the water, presumably dead. Dead. You don't see any ambient zombies. Gotcha. I am going to jump down on the side of the gazebo. Okay. With my tulwar ready, and uh, I guess I'm, I'm going to say. Did we effectively there? just split the party? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh... You're still on the roof, so you can still maintain. Yeah, you're the chain. Advantage. You're the link that keeps everyone together. Yeah. And while yes, I'm on the roof, yes. I can't heal anyone who's down there. Excellent. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be fine. Maybe. All right. This is the guards. They're both going to take a moment to stop and shoot their crossbows at uh, Corbin. Oh, those fucking bastards. Can I attack them first because I held my action? Nope. You but you can attack them right afterwards. Holy shit. So that would be a 17 and a 21 to attack? Is that against AC? Correct. Both fucking hit. Okay. And if either one of those rolled a natural even... Both of them are. They do extra God damage. God damn it! So that's 12 points of damage. You bastard. Ow! All right. Ow! All right. They then drop their crossbows and draw their short swords and then continue running. And they are still yelling out as if to other guardsmen 
It's up. They're here. Seidel, what would you like to do? Son of a bitch. Well, we've got a ticking clock now. That's pretty clear. Uh, Corbin's basically stapled to the mausoleum at this point. In, in my cries of pain, I hope you understand that they translate to shoot these motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one who jumped down there all hero style and looked cool. You got a torn shirt. I assume you're... Hey, you're... Captain's Kirk, Captain Kirk's gotta go on the away mission. <laughs> That's a rule. That is a rule. He's always While you're away doing right. the mission, should the rest of us open up the stone gazebo and find out what's inside? Or maybe keep me from dying for a minute. <sighs> if you don't mind. They're running away, right? They're not going to keep shooting my, my brosive here. Well, they're, they're running. running. They're still running him. towards us. They dropped their oh, crossbows, they... but they're, they're oh, running to engage They're yelling, them. but they're not running away. Oh, yeah. son of a yeah. bitch. The... All right, I got a couple of attacks from the top of the Tower of Torment here. Yeah. Attack number one is bad. Yep, that will miss. Hit. All right, I'm going to subtract one from that result. My one-time counter power. I hope it's worth it to roll again. Boom! Yeah! <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You actually did roll one. You, you subtracted one from the roll. Good job. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, good. Good. I had plus two quit range for both those shots. Didn't matter when you roll seven and eight. Nope. All right, are you done? Or are you going to stay up on top or are you going to jump down? I'll take one more turn of trying to help before I just give up, go the other direction, and try and jump into the gazebo before 10,000 guards and the aqua zombies get back. Fantastic. All right, uh, Ravage, you see two ghouls emerge from the water. Uh, they're sloshing out, coming towards you. They're too far away to attack you this turn, uh, so you will get to go in front of them, but you have two ghouls that you are facing. Back to the top, Corbin. We Escalation dies at one. We got to remember that because I keep screwing that up. And, Wait, am does, I legit- does that mean we're winning? No. No, that means I'm advancing combat with my blood. <laughs> it's a blood sacrifice. Yep. Um, am I literally stapled to the wall? No, or no, no. Just embellishing. Yeah, I'm just All embellishing. Right. Well, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if that was an actual moment I had to deal with. Um, are they still running towards me? Yes, they they have dropped their crossbows, but they are going to come engage you with melee. Are they that close to me, or are they still approaching? Well, they were running. They were forty yards away. Okay. So they're getting cool. they're nearby. At yeah. Least. So they're uh, they will not be close enough to attack you this round unless you run towards them. But they will be close enough to attack you next turn if you don't move away from them. I'm gonna go ahead and use Shadow Walk. So I'm gonna roll versus Mental Defense. Okay. With a twelve, that's successful. That is successful. All right, I disappear. Okay. End so, of turn. So you can you go into that weird shadowy realm, which we've already established that the undead seem to have a. Uh, symbiote relationship in this world and you're in a graveyard let's see how that works out for you okay ravage you, you see shut your mouth you see two ghouls that have come out of the water towards you you can move to attack them or you can let them come towards you but they will be able to attack you on their turn if you don't move i'm going to pull my javelin or a javelin i'm going to scream ghouls Hopefully loud enough to carry... Take you ghouls to school! Hopefully loud enough to carry to A, my party member on top of the monolith, and B, to my party member beyond the monolith, to bring him and his living foes around the corner to hopefully fight ghouls with us, or at the very least die instead of us. And I'm going to heave my javelin at A 
oncoming ghoul. Okay. Uh, was that descriptive enough? Yeah, that was good. I liked it. Okay, thank you. Uh, plus two. Boom. Wow. I did roll better on my actual die. Can we use that? Uh, no. Uh, and unfortunately, that just misses. Uh! So your, your javelin spear is now in the water behind them. The next ghoul is going to come out wielding it. <laughs> you know, Our I wasn't going to do that. PTSD is going to take over. But now I'm going to because that's awesome. All right. So the two guards rush up. They are both going to attack Caleb in melee. I don't exist. Oh, that's in right. Melee. All right. So actually, Bam! they would have stopped, uh, would have looked around. They would have heard someone yelling, Ghouls. So they would have split themselves to come around. So now there's one on either side of the mausoleum, but they are not able to attack. So that, that's their turn. Those rolls didn't happen. Good. Because they dropped their crossbows. All right, Thidel, you see two ghouls and you see two guards. I assume the guards are pretty close to the edge of the mausoleum, so I'd have to pick one and move to the edge yes. to shoot them. The ghouls seem like a much more imminent threat. I'll go for them. Escalation die is it one or two? Is it one? It'll go up on Caleb's turn. Boom! That is a critical threat. That is a crit. Ooh. Uh, so again, no confirming necessary. Yeah, no confirm confirmation here. So you get maximum damage, and then you get to roll your dice again. Uh-huh. 22 mad points of damage to the first ghoul. All right, you have staggered the first ghoul. It, uh, what did that look like? What did you actually do there? I uh, think I was lining up a pretty terrible shot with whiff as is standard, and... Um, at the end of the ghouls, distracted me momentarily, just enough to amazingly pierce the larynx of the ghoul, and not being able to shout brains anymore really depresses them. Yeah. So it is now the ghoul's turn. One of the ghouls is staggered. Uh, or do you get to oh, go yeah, again? Oh, yeah, that was even. No, oh. nothing. I have nothing else to do. Okay. Staggered uh, is all? It's... How many more ghouls did we see crawling on the edifice? Four. There were six total. Two have come out of the water. One of them is now staggered. So they are going to crawl up, and they are going to be able to attack. They're crawling? Are they prone? They're not, not, not truly crawling. Like, so it's like crawled out of the primordial ooze of the, the pond. All right, so they get plus eight to their attack. Glad I'm not down there. So that would be a 10 and a 22. I'm assuming the 10 misses you, Ravage? Uh, yes. All right, that is not a natural even attack. So you take eight damage, but you are not affected by their uh, ghoul touch, which gives them bonus damage next turn, which is good for you. All right, it's top of the order. The escalation dies at two. Corbin, you are currently in the shadow world, and despite my foreshadowing, you do not see anything in this world. All right, um, I want to. Doesn't mean it's not there. I want to pop back into reality on top of the mausoleum. Okay, you do so. Um, Link. Ravage ah! is Ravage is <laughs> fighting a some someone right two ghouls. Okay, then I will pop back into reality, and I will use flying blade against one of the ghouls he is fighting. All right, one of the I'm ghouls throwing... is sta- uh, staggered; the other is uninjured. Which one would you like to attack? The staggered one. Okay, I will fling a regular non-magical dagger. At that thing. At a 17. Misses. Ah! Damn it. Now, does that include your plus two for the escalation die? Unfortunately. Okay. All right. Correct 
was no, it doesn't. Anything else uh, this turn, Corbin? No, I don't think I can do anything else, really. All right, Ravage, you are engaged on either side. One of the ghouls is severely injured, and a dagger randomly just flew by your head. I would like to attack the uh, weak one with my Towar of Awesomeness. Boom! There's a hit. That is an awesome Towar. So close. So with a clap of thunder and a little bit of rumbling, you swing it around. There's actually even like a little bit of like, uh, as before, almost like static electricity, like little tiny arcs of lightning crawl across your blade as you strike. Yep. I love it. Boom! All right, sir. Describe your kill. As my blade cuts into the collarbone and the static electricity zaps off, he sizzles as he falls to two pieces and my blade goes clean through his body. Excellent. Are you uh, done for the turn or you got anything else you can do? I mean, I can't attack again, right? I don't think so. You tell me. Yeah, you have some kind of crazy no. third. Oh, wait, I could have used the... Yeah, I could have used a move where I could have attacked them both. That was stupid. Save that move for the four more ghouls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So it's the guards' turn. They come around. Uh, they they hesitate for just a moment seeing uh, your vicious attack, but then they steal themselves, and they both rush forward, and they're going to attack you as well. So basically, they're going into a three-way with a ghoul uh, against Ravage. Jicks. Three-way with only one ghoul. With the ghoul? Yes. Well, there's two guards and a ghoul and a pizza shop. That's a great sitcom. I'd watch that show. So I would live in that show. That's a 26 and a 17 versus armor class. 17 versus my armor class? Yeah. Okay, both of hits. That would be 12 points of damage as they both slice at you with their swords. They're oh, wow. So they have swords? They I'm have gonna swords. I'm going to get one of those. All right, Thidel, you saw Ravage. He's now the center of a triangle of death. Um, My first shot's going toward the ghoul I have not attacked. Big bucks. Ooh. Oh, there it is. That'll do it. Does that hit? Yes, sir. 16's not a critical threat, which makes me a sad panda. I still got 13 points damage. Nice. That is not enough to stagger it, however. Mm. And I uh, keep rolling even. Otherwise, I, I shout <laughs> the very helpful comment, Look out! The guards! <laughs> is that... Is that as their blades are coming away from my body, wet with my blood? I think it's after. Okay. All right. So the ghoul tries to bite you and does an additional eight points of damage. Yay! I am bleeding or staggered, whatever it's called. And that is a natural even attack, which means that uh, you are vulnerable to their future, their, to their next attacks next round. Oh, they won't be future attacks. All righty. Top of the order, the escalation dies at three. Corbin. All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to toss another knife at the ghoul because I think the ghoul is a little more dangerous right now. Damn it! Fourteen. That will miss. Yet. Ravage. I would like to say right now I look a little bit like Goku when he's trying to go Super Saiyan, and I'm just screaming. <laughs> yeah, the the thunderclaps are getting more vigorous and loud. <laughs> There's a, like a lightning strike hits a tree nearby in the graveyard. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so I am raging. Uh, so I would like to uh, attack the ghoul and make sure that I end him. Uh, boom. And you know what? Just for good measure, 
Boom, because I'm raging. Oh! oh! That is a critical. I'm going to take that one. Okay. So you you go first. You tell me what happens on your end, and I'll tell you what happens after. <laughs> so as I'm screaming and, and, and lightning is beginning to roll in and, and thunderclaps are everywhere, I raise my sword up above my head and go, ah! And as I'm coming down on the ghoul, Lightning hits the blade, it glows blue, and I just cleave him from head to where his genitalia may have been, and he falls to two pieces. Excellent. Ravage. Two kills. Roll your damage to make sure that you have enough for that to actually happen. Roll that damage. 34 points of damage. Which kills him? On top of that, the lightning does actually strike one of the guards near you. And you can Ooh. roll an additional 2d10 damage for lightning that hits your enemies. Wild lightning damage! Critical, please! 14! Pretty good. He's close enough. So one of the guards next to you takes an additional 14 points of damage as your lightning arcs off of your blade after you cut the ghoul in half. And he goes, ah! And he is staggered. My sword! It is the guard's turn. One guard is smoking and charred uh he's not going to attack this round the other one still not sure what's going on will attack with a 19 versus armor class for an additional six points of damage against ravage yeah that, that's good i like that fidel you just saw all that happen both ghouls are dead dead one of the guards is a smoking pile of ash and uh there's one guard left by the whole lightning thing but at least it's on my side <laughs> I'm going to jump down from the uh, sarcophagus sort of building here and uh, walk up behind my bro Ravage and cast Heal on him, allowing him to use a recovery. Okay. That's a uh, quick action, and then with my slow action, I'll be uh, doing a regular old attack against the, uh, say, the wounded guard first. Is the escalation die at three? Three. And I drop the arrow, fumbling it out of my hands, and uh, you know the the bowstring twangs. And it it like an echo slaps your arm of, and gives you that bruise all the way up your forearm that you get when you screw up with a bow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll be feeling that for days. Whiff is true to her namesake. Does the recovery uh, double as well with level or no? Two D. It is. Wow. Yep. All right, Corbin, Escalation die is at four. There's one guard that has not been wounded and one guard that is half dead. All right, I am going to stay on top of the roof and flick another regular knife at the uh, wounded one. And he is still considered engaged with um, with these guys, yeah? Correct. Come on. 26? Nice. Cool. And I'm lucky enough that that is a natural even roll, so I get to use my sneak attack dice. Sneak attack. It's a total of 11 damage. Okay. That takes him almost down. You stab him or you hit him in the back. He drops to his knees. He lets go of his sword, and he's about to fall forward, but he's barely holding on to life. Fall over, damn you. Ravage. 
So we got just one guy. Wait, he has one hit point left, and he's still fighting. Well, one guy he who's must almost dead. The, the other one who was hit by lightning isn't dead, but he was like sort of in shock. So he will be able to attack you on his next turn. He's not truly dead. He was just disoriented. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah. I'm going to invoke my um, my whirlwind power because I'm engaged with two enemies technically. And I'm going to uh, attack both of these schmoes. Guard number one, guard number two. Wow. Nice. Okay, so I hit them both with 28s, both of them, which is kind of creepy. Damage for one. Wapa. Wow. Okay. And the damage for the other one. Wow. Really? How are you doing that? <laughs> this quantum is shit. That's... Someone take a picture of it and send it to Roll20.net <laughs> and say, Quantum my ass. Oh, that's actually it's really funny. So this Planet Home, he rolled a 19 and a 19, and then he rolled a 1 and a 5 and a 1 and a 5. So he had the same roll two times in a row. I wonder what the what the stats on that are. That's a 1 in 20 and 1 in 10 and 1 in 10. So that's 1 in... Quit four, doing math, one in That was a rhetorical question, Scott. All right. But that is enough damage. <laughs> For Ravage to take out both of the remaining guards. There's a final clap of thunder. And then it just sort of rolls out a little bit. And then it actually doesn't seem to go away. And there's there's like a moment where you're standing there and you're kind of heaving in breath. But you're still hearing the thunder, which is kind of odd. So your gaze turns skyward. And that's when you see the large winged reptilian creature that is flying toward you. Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or drive through RPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like an RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com, or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>